The ALOA SPAI Annual Security Trade Show and Education Conventions offer an abundance of classes in a myriad of subjects in one location. SafeTech 2022 is our conference geared toward the technicians who specialize in safe and vault work of all types, from opening to repair. And you need not be a safe technician to benefit from the training, as you can be taught many skills to assist you in troubleshooting on problematic safes and change combinations on the most common safe locks in use today. to Locksmith Talk with Loa. I'm your podcast host, William Link. Today's episode is entitled Introducing the IAAL. Locksmith Talk with Loa enters the 2022 season by discussing the IAAL with its first president, the one and only Ed Woods. Now, I've known Ed for about two decades. Let me tell you something about him. Ed Woods CML, CPS, CMAL, has a long and distinguished reputation in the locksmith industry. As you may know, the Aloha Lifetime Achievement Award is one that recognizes one's lifetime in character, lifelong action, success, and continually giving back to one's industry and community. Ed was Aloha's 25th recipient in 2019. You may know Ed either by taking one of his many classes, sharing coffee with him at a convention, or calling him as you struggle with an unusual motorcycle or an obscure vehicle lock malfunction. Ed served in the Navy and later joined Aloha in the early 90s, operating a successful locksmith business for 25 years. He gradually diversified into training where he became the official company trainer for Lockout Express all the while Ed was teaching many classes nationally and operating as Keed Wright. Most consider Ed as a specialist in automotive with a passion for classic cars. All of this is true, but he is equally qualified in commercial, industrial, institutional, and safe servicing. Ed is very involved in his place of worship. He teaches Sunday classes and men's groups. He provides his skilled labor, going to other churches and charitable organizations, helping them in practical matters on a regular basis. He's deeply involved in outreach programs, including Life Renewed, feeding the homeless, drug counseling, renovation of impoverished neighborhoods, and that list continues. Few know that Ed puts to use his passion for woodworking and uses recycling as a source to support his hobby. Ed's extensive working wooden padlock collection that he crafted has earned him awards. And adding to Ed's collections and hobbies, he is an excellent gardener. Ed is a master mason, belongs to the Scottish Rite, has joined Oryx Shrine, and is directly involved with Shriners Hospital. Ed Woods, as you can tell, is deeply involved in our industry. He's co-authored the HPC publication, Car Opening Authority, and works with Stratech, initiating changes for various instructional documentation. 
His expertise with motorcycles, current and classic automotive are second to none. And now Ed is the first president of Aloha's newly created automotive division. So Ed, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. It's been a, a, a lot of things going on here, but uh, I'm ready to jump right in and go for it. Great. Now, before we start, again, congratulations being the winner, as noted earlier, of the Aloha Award presented at the 2020 Aloha Convention in Orlando. Welcome to the club. Thanks, Bill. Now, okay. The reason you're here today is to talk about the IAAL. So tell us what is the IAAL and what is your role? Well, the IAAL is basically the International Association of Automotive Locksmiths. The uh, SAFTA being uh, a separate entity and specializing in safe and vault technicians, we felt that the automotive technicians needed a specialty group just for automotive locksmiths and the guys that do primarily automotive. There's a lot of guys out there that don't do house rekeys, interchangeable core. They don't care anything about master keying. They're more interested in Mercedes Benz. Uh, some of the problems we're having with some of the cars that are going bye-bye, uh, Chrysler is having a pandemic. Hyundai is having a pandemic of auto thefts. And each time the auto thefts get better and better and better, then the locksmith has to do more to be able to generate keys for these cars. And it's a lot of education and a lot of it's specialty education that you don't use in other parts of locksmithing. And so we felt that there was a time that we need to jump in there um, and do a specialty field just for the automotive locksmith. Okay, now some say Aloha has been doing automotive and quite well for some time. So why was there a need for the IAAL? Well, basically um, the amount of education that has been being offered at Aloha is not enough. There is EEPROM, there is other programming information that has not been presented at Aloha and needs its own field, much like SAFTA does with uh, basic safe operations at Aloha we're still gonna to continue to do basic safe classes, or excuse me, basic automotive classes at Aloha. But we're hoping to develop a uh, higher education unit at our own symposium, convention, whatever you wanna call it. Ed, you had mentioned something, you said EPROM, for those who are listening to our podcast and are not familiar with automotive, can you just tell us what EEPROM 
means? EEPROM is going into the uh, anti-theft systems on the vehicles and extracting information necessary in order to generate a key. A lot of the higher end European cars and now even some of the uh, uh, cheaper, more economical, average run of the mill cars require EEPROM. It doesn't, it's not something that's brand new. It's been around, I'm gonna say since about 99, when Toyota and Lexus came out with uh, a key system that if all keys were lost, you had to remove the ECU from the vehicle and go in and extract, or um, in some cases, uh, put it back to a virgin state so that you could program keys to it. Back, and this goes all the way back to like 1999. And so it's not something that's brand new, but it's getting more and more complicated and more and more car companies are going to it where they were, there was a short time, probably at a year and a half, two years ago, that there was some talk about we would not be using keys. Right. But right. In, in, in the near future. And that has actually changed in the last few months with all of the rash of auto thefts with Chrysler, that Chrysler is actually thinking about going back to keys with the transponder and the key together makes a dual layer of security where just the electronics all by itself can be bypassed so easily that they're actually having contests among the thieves. And I heard that the record right now is 37 seconds and it's gone. Wow. Or your Hellcat. And that's not a cheap car to um, drive right now because uh, the insurance rates are going up because the theft is so high. And some of the answers to fixing that are going to be locking down the systems where only a locksmith capable of doing EEPROM work is going to be able to unlock that system and make keys. You're no longer going to be able to go out there with a simple programmer and program keys to that vehicle. Well, then to that end, are there special tools or electronic devices you need to get to do EEPROM and are they expensive? Yes, they are. They're very expensive. There's a lot of the guys that are out there doing it right now. Uh, my boss, Brian Vandenberg at Lockout Express has probably no less than $75,000 in EEPROM, soldering and programming tools in and software in his vehicle that he goes out to service cars with. There's a lot involved. In some cases, it gets so touchy that you have to log into NASTAF, the National Automotive Safety Task Force. And once you uh, log into NASTAF, 
now you can go to the manufacturer's website in order to get pin numbers and all kinds of information and jump through a whole bunch of more hoops in order to program some of these keys. We at Lockout Express have like one in particular that's a real um, unfriendly setup. It's called Vita. And with Vita, that's for programming Volvos. Vita is so picky that it's the only software that you can use on your laptop. You can't take the laptop and put Ford software, Lexus software, other software on there. You can only use Volvo on its own dedicated laptop. A lot of times when I get into Brian's van, he's got seven laptops plugged in, all charging at the same time, depending on whether he's going to work on Volkswagen, Mazda, or Volvo that day. And the higher-end European cars also make it um, financially rewarding um, for um, making keys to them because they can't get but a very few people to be able to do it. I'm sure uh, the Aloha division here is going to be covering all of those things and more in the classes coming up, but we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. But from what I understand, the IAAL is going to function much like SAVTA, its own board and directors to guide it separately from Aloha. Is that the case? And if so, can you tell us just a little more about that? Yes, sir. That's exactly what the case is. It's going to be very similar to um, what SAFTA is. Um, at the convention in 2021, um, there was five people, myself, Donnie Sherfield, uh, Manny Natal, uh, Jeff Baker, and Travis Wright that became the board of IAAL. Um, we got together and developed bylaws, governance, and all of the stuff that was necessary to start the division. I was elected president from the board and will be serving a three-year term. And uh, that was all presented to the Aloha board at the November fall board meeting for their approval. And they gave us a unanimous approval for uh, our division to take off on its own. And we're hoping that the team can draw in some more help um, higher end instructors and uh, be able to eventually have our own convention. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, as the first president of this division, you certainly do have your work cut out for you, but I'm sure it's gonna be, uh, you're gonna do a great job on it. Now, um, I understand things are very much new and fluid as it relates to the IAAL. So I'm not gonna hold you to any of the remaining questions, but 
it's always fun to explore and discuss what may be planned down the road. So let's start with everyone's favorite, education. What goals or plans does the IAL have relating to education, at least so far? Um, our, our biggest goal is to have our own convention, not nearly as big as Aloha has in July, but um, we're trying to lay out a, a smaller convention that will be um, automotive locksmithing. Um, all of the instructors that currently teach for Aloha will be there, as well as we are going to be recruiting and hopefully uh, getting help from some of the other gurus of the industry, if you will, to assist us in teaching um, some higher end soldering classes, higher end EEPROM classes, higher end cars. I myself am going to be going back and probably going back to some of my old classes. And I'm going to go back and teach the vintage column class that I used to teach some 16, 17 years ago. I intend to bring the column class back. I have seen a need for it because the classic cars are much more valuable now than they were when they were new cars. And to be honest with you, um, I'm probably not supposed to call numbers out, but I used to get $65 for making a Chevy key. Right. And now I'm getting 200 for that same Chevy Camaro key because nobody else wants to touch that classic car. I'm getting a premium. I'm getting more for that than I am for a standard <laughs> transponder key. And because of that, I see a need for teaching it. There's a new generation of locksmiths out there um, that are not familiar with some of these older cars, and they would rather work on a 2010 Ford Focus than a 67 Camaro. And I'm going to try to teach guys that that 67 Camaro is money to be made. And hopefully we'll get enough people interested in the classics that I'll have a couple of classes going on on that. I have some other instructors that I've worked with over the years in different other areas of automotive locksmithing that I'm inviting in to help with teaching soldering. EPROM, all kinds of the latest, greatest um, classes for the newest programmers. The automotive locksmith no longer has a programmer on his truck. He has five or six at his disposal. And a lot of times it's a lot of money invested there. So we want to teach guys that there's different programmers for different things. The guy that's making keys for cars in New York versus the guy that's making keys in Kansas is a whole different ball field, but we wanna be able to offer classes for all of them. So if I'm, if I'm reading you correctly, 
the IAAL is going to be offering the basic classes, but you're also going to be offering specialized areas so that locksmiths that do automotive or would like to learn automotive are going to get all of the things they need to do to learn rather to be able to do it effectively. Is that correct? That's correct. We, uh, we're, we're hoping to have um, the classes set up at IAAL much, uh, I, I'm sorry I keep comparing it to SAFTA, but yeah, very much okay. like SAFTA. When I first started in the industry back uh, going to Aloha, in 1993 was my first Aloha, um, there was a safe servicing class. There was a safe combination change class, but that's all there was at Aloha. But the following spring, wow, there was drilling and moving and doing everything with safes. The same thing is probably going to happen, or that's the way we're hoping it will happen with Aloha. There's always been a certain amount of automotive classes at Aloha, but most of those classes are basic classes. They're introduction classes. They're not the advanced high-end classes that we hope to have at the IAL convention. Right. And, you know, I remember when you and I were down in Mexico teaching, your class had people out the door. It was jam-packed to the rafters, so to speak. I think they were hanging from the rafters, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I also noticed, and others do that at the conventions, those classes just don't have enough room to seat them. So I think, and may correct me if I'm wrong, but having your own division to be able to handle that, to get more people in, more instructors will help reduce those class sizes, which probably are not the greatest uh, for your students, correct? That's correct. We're going to have a lot of hands-on classes is what I'm proposing. We want to do hands-on. And the, the hands-on classes that we um, uh, are hoping for will be uh, programming and EEPROM and, 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 and one of the other things that uh, uh, we're, we're hoping for is education put on by um, like the manufacturers are, are standing behind us. There'll actually be classes taught by the manufacturers on the floor of our convention. So I'll give you an example, um, Stratec is already offering to teach program I'm a, a pinning of the new high security locks on the floor during the convention. Um, Aloha, it, I mean, uh, uh, Ilco is talking about having a car or two on the floor during the convention so that they can mock up programming keys to those cars, not wow. just, oh, this is what we sell, no, showing people how to use it. And we're going to try to get more and more manufacturers and distributors to go in on our education. That's a great idea. And of course, the more hands-on you can do, the better it is for the student all the way around. Now, are there any other specialized classes that your organization may put together that we don't have the time or space to do right now? Well, one of the one of the classes that, like I said, I was going to try to bring back is my classic column class. Right, right. The classic column class, it's it's very hard to put together because 
I, I end up using half a dozen steering columns and it's hard shipping those and getting those around in some of the larger convention centers. We're gonna probably be in a lot smaller venue where we won't have some of the headaches that um, uh, we have like say at Rosemont. When you go into Rosemont, Aloha has such a, uh, a problem with getting things in and out of the convention center with getting things to your classes. Uh, sometimes the unions are a real pain to deal with where at the smaller convention centers that we'll be using, we can just move our stuff in, move our stuff out and have a lot less headache. It won't be gone, but it'll be not a migraine. Well, that kind of leads me into my next question. You know, I was gonna ask you, are there any plans for a trade show of your own, you know, same to uh, that uh, we have with Sabta, as you mentioned. Um, so can you, well, I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Orlando convention coming up this summer, your organization will still be a part of that. It won't be a separate trade show at that point. Am I correct? That's correct. At the, if, I mean, Vegas uh, is going to be, yes, I'll be at Vegas teaching um, oh, I'm uh, sorry. I said Orlando. I was thinking last year. Orlando uh, was last year, and I was there <laughs> teaching last year, and I'm going to be teaching again this year in Vegas, but it's more of the basic classes that we're going to be teaching there, mm -hmm. and then we're hoping to put together, we need a little more time to get it all put together, but we're hoping to put together either by uh, late fall or early spring, put together something for a um IAAL conference okay um it takes a little while to get all this going sure. and uh we're trying to put it together right now um I've been reaching out to different instructors uh, trying to figure out what's going to be a good time um we won't need as big a uh venue as Vegas or Chicago we can do it in a much smaller area like much like SAFTA does, mm -hmm. and I think it's going to work. Aloha 2022 Convention and Security Expo is the premier event for security professionals in the world of locksmithing, access control, automotive locksmithing, and other aspects of physical security. This training session offers over 60 different classes on all aspects of the industry with a focus on ALOA division training, such as International Association of Investigative Locksmiths, ALOA Institutional Locksmiths, Safe Technicians, and our newly formed International Association of Automotive Locksmiths, with classes dedicated to the ever-growing and ever-changing world of auto security. Now, for those that are tuning in a little bit late, can you tell us once again, for all of our benefits, what does IAAL stand for? It's the International Association of Automotive Locksmiths, a subsidiary of ALOA. And uh, as, uh, um, as, as they sanctioned us, I believe the way is, is the proper terminology that ALOA has sanctioned us as a subchapter under ALOA. And um, in doing so, as the president, I will now have a 
seat on the board of directors of Aloha. And so they will have direct input from me at their meetings and all of their get togethers uh, so that uh, I can keep them attuned to what, um, what is going on with us. At, 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 as you alluded to earlier, we've been to places like when we went to Mexico, I remember that well. Um, I'm not sure I do. No, I'm just joking. It was fun. It, it, it was, was fun, fun, but there was 56 people in the classroom. Yeah. And that was two days in a row. And it was just overwhelming. How let, many let me ask you a question about that. Do you, not only in Mexico, but here in the USA, are you finding a lot of locksmiths getting into automotive that either didn't do it before or very much or are just starting the locksmith and they're only going into automotive and would the answer be if it's yes is it the fact that not only is it needed but that it can be lucrative if you do it the right way tell us about that it can be very lucrative um right now the automotive i i, I actually over the last 15 years, automotive has grown so much that the amount of money that you have to invest for uh, a startup locksmith that's going to rekey residential and commercial is a few thousand dollars. And automotive is closer to $100,000 if you want to set up a vehicle for going out and programming cars. Well, that is also with, um, I like uh, trying to compare to the residential guys, the Quickset Smart Key is trying to put them out of business. And the dealers were trying to put us out of business, but we've got the EPROM to backdoor them now. And we can get in there and go out and make the keys for these vehicles that a few years ago were off limits, if you will. And with the development of NASTAF in order to make sure that they supply us with the information we need, the pin codes and that type of stuff in order to be able to work on the newer vehicles, it's just become very lucrative. And the thieves, as they get better, so does the security on the car. Same thing with, if you're talking about a Walmart safe or you're talking about a jewel vault, yes, they're both safes. You can spell it that way, but they're not the same thing. And the guys that are out there opening the Walmart Century safe versus the guy that's opening a TRTL 60 by six is not the same thing. The tools, the equipment, the knowledge that you have to have if you're going to go out and open a jewel vault versus opening a Walmart safe is the same thing with the automobiles. It's not just whittling out a piece of brass and making it turn anymore. That's not it. There's more electronics involved now than ever before. And the I, I, I'm going to say two years ago, it was getting to look like everything was going to be push button 
and nobody was going to use keys. But a lot of the automotive industry is now finding out that they need more security than just that electronics. And that mechanical key is what was stopping a lot of your theft. And so I think they're going to be returning back to the mechanical key and the transponder together. And in order to be fluent in both, um, it's going to take a lot of effort to get people educated so that they can make those keys. And it's going to also be very lucrative. Because you know, Ed, I can't wait until they design the first door lock on a car that's interchangeable core. I want to be in on that one. <laughs> there we me, go. Here we go. Let now, me ask you this, Ed. Um, you were mentioning uh, things are different now in automotive. Do you think a locksmith who's been doing some automotive for years and years, for the past 20 years, would benefit as a refresher to come into some of your classes? Oh, absolutely. The, 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 the development of some of the new tools. Um, I, I, I know for a fact you're familiar with the biggest one on the, on, on the planet right now, Lishi. Uh huh. The Lishi has been a game changer for the automotive industry, not just the automotive industry, even commercial locks. Right. Uh, the uh, I don't know if you've got to play with one yet, but oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, the the Lishi tools, um, they are just a game changer. Where where we used to, when I when I first started, in order to make a door lock on most vehicles the first thing you did was take the window cranks off which we don't have window cranks very much anymore mm -hmm. um and take the door panel off and get in and only cut your arm two or three times while removing the door lock from the door we do that so seldom anymore as automotive locksmiths because i can go up to the door and stick a tool in the lock, a leashy, um, I'm going to use a, a, an example. I can walk up to a Ford Escape and shove a tool in that door in the keyhole, pick the lock, decode it, and be done in three to four minutes. Have you all the cuts that are in that door lock? We take that, combine that with computer software that will um, be fill, if you will, fill in the missing two cuts that are out there. And in less than five minutes, have three possibilities of the key for the entire car. Right. So it, learning how to use the Lishi tool, um, being able to um, uh, operate it, then use the fill program. That part of it there has been a game changer. And somebody was on one of the locksmith forums was mentioning that the other day. Mm -hmm. Said, when did leashes come out? Well, I remember it was Dallas Aloha, 2008 was the first time I seen them. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been a game changer ever since. Right, there's a lot of locksmiths in our association they do residential and they really love the quick set and the Schlage Lishi. It just makes things so easy. 
So yeah, it's out there and you, you can explain it for automotive in your classes and let them work with it. Fantastic. Yes. The, 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 the uh, commercial and residential leashes, there's probably, oh, maybe eight or 10 of them out there. Mm -hmm. um, I believe Ryan has close to 100 <laughs> in his wow. truck right now. Um, Ryan's one of the employees of Lockout Express that is our leashy guru. And I believe he has close to 100 leashies in wow. his truck. And is proficient with them to the extent that, like I said, we don't pull door panels. I, I, I mean, unless it's a, a really weird classic car or something like that, and I'm going in to replace the lock, I don't pull a door panel anymore. I haven't pulled a door panel to generate a key in quite a few years. And Gee. a lot of the guys go, yeah, but, you know, the leashies cost. I don't know, 40, $50 mm -hmm. and you've got a hundred of them. Yeah. It's a time <laughs> saver when you can send a technician out and he can go out to a car lot that has 45 cars with all missing keys. Two guys show up at eight o'clock in the morning and at two o'clock in the afternoon, they're driving away all keys cut all keys program. Mm -hmm that's a very productive day and very profitable day sounds like you could have a separate class just on leashy called knowing your leashy it could be Absolutely. very leashyistic <laughs> it, 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 I'm, I'm telling you the the leashy tools um there's other tools out there it's more than just leashy there's companies like accurator has making some great tools out there there's a lot of tool manufacturers out there that right for some odd reason, uh, I still get class after class after class of students that have never even used one. Or wow. they'll say, well, I've got a couple of those, but I haven't figured out how to use them yet. And I'm like, oh, my, that, that, that we use them every day. So and could you come up with a class that's just on automotive tools? Oh, absolutely. We already have uh, uh, leashy classes where we do one and two day classes just on leashy. Okay. And, and, and we're going to have that hands on leashy classes at our get together. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. There's going to be leashy classes. There's going to be classes on how to unsolder a chip off a board so that you can read it for your doing your EPROM. There'll be classes on uh, reading the information that you receive out of that chip in order to make the electronic portion of the key. There'll be classes on how to, to do service and repair. Um, I just did a couple of magazine articles for Keynotes Magazine in the last year. Um, and I guess um, they, 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 they kind of, told me I wasn't being PC because <laughs> I said, well, we're going to call it Ed Woods. Yeah. <laughs> I was not being PC. I said, well, we could call it fixing junk. And they said, no, you can't do that. Fixing junk is not the proper PC correction way of doing it. And I said, well, okay. How about common ignition failures? 
And we went with that. That's what we went with. Right. And common ignition failures. I mean, uh, everybody that do it does automotive out there knows that we get at, at lockout express we get probably three calls a week my honda key won't turn anymore uh-huh and we have to go out and fix that right my subaru yesterday i got one my subaru key won't turn anymore can you fix that yes we can uh my fiat or dodge or whatever they call it this week because next week it may be a different name, uh, but is not turning anymore. And the, the most common one for us, the Dodge ProMaster, it seems like every plumber, every electrician, everybody's got one and they need that thing to operate and they need it to operate now because just like us, that is their lifeline. And we go out and fix those Dodge ProMasters all the time. And it's not um, 50 or a hundred dollars. It's yeah. very lucrative. So that's, that's one of the things that, um, that we're hoping to bring to some of the classes is some hands-on servicing and repairing of locks that we see on a regular basis, three, four, five a week where locks have failed. So we well, you know, I asked you earlier, uh, why was there a need for the IAAL? And I think now those listening can see there is a, a great need for this division. And uh, I'm sure it'll be successful. But I do have a question about certifications. You know, locksmiths, uh, well, let's put it this way. Aloha has a program where you can earn different letters after your name, designations, their certifications. And I'm wondering you know, what uh, your division might do with that. Right now, we, everybody, well, not everybody, but most people know the basic certifications are the CRL, the next step is CPL, and then finally uh, CML. But now Aloha has gone into other areas, electronics, of course, automotive, so people can specialize to get uh, a certification. So, is it the plan to continue with the CAL certification, which is certified automotive locksmith, and still promote it? Are you going to add to it, change it? Tell us, you know, what you have in plan so far. And I know things are in flux and can change, but tell us what your thoughts are on that at this point. Much like the regular uh, Aloha designations, um, we probably will be uh, extending it. Right now, there's the CAL certified automotive locksmith and then they have the cmal certified master automotive locksmith and we intend to continue that in 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 addition um there's some other uh divisions of loa that i think are going to be also involved with us and that will be at least for the start the uh international uh association of investigative locksmiths because they get called for um uh, court appearances and expert witness if you will on how was this car stolen and so there'll be a lot of classes for them also along in the automotive field some of those guys don't do 
investigations on cars. They might do safe investigations or other investigations. Um, I know for a fact that the SAFTA uh, class coming up in April, I believe it is, there's going to be a class put on there that is a forensic investigation of how did they get into the safe. And mm -hmm. I've already talked with the uh, forensic uh, president and he's also wanting to do forensic classes at our gathering so that they can do uh, forensics on how was the car stolen. Mm -hmm. um, so they will have official, uh, and they're going to have a separate designation for that. And then I'm thinking we're going to have a, uh, a um, another uh, level possibly. Um, the, the, the certifications are, are great, but in all reality, it's mostly our peers that know what it is. There's not a lot out there in the public. Right, uh, it still needs to be promoted. It yes. needs to be promoted that um, the CMAL is the kind of guy that's going to know how to make keys to your car more than a CRL or an RL. Correct. And, and we do intend to promote that as far as um, uh, being a, on, hopefully on find a locksmith also right. through Aloha, where we can get um, uh, more education out there to what CAL and CMAL actually stand for. Right. I know that uh, right now, if you look at the list of electives that someone can take as they're moving up the chain of certifications, there are only a few on automotive. I believe it's domestic, foreign, motorcycle, and maybe those three, there might be a fourth. Do you think down the road there might be extra electives uh, in, the, in the flow of things for those that are specializing in it or those that may not specialize in it, but feel they know enough to maybe take another elective or two, which would mean creating a new test or two uh, for those special areas of automotive. Do you see that as a possibility down the road? I, I very much see that as a possibility. Um, there are some guys that, that um, will never get their CML without uh, more automotive electives because uh, they are not... Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I hate to break this to you, Bill, but they're not going to do small format. <laughs> right. On What's that? Focus. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> On a board focus. And uh, there's guys. Not yet. Not yet. Right. Not yet. And there's guys that are going, I don't know if I'm ever going to master key anything. Mm -hmm. So they don't care about those types of classes or they don't work on safes. All they do is cars automobiles, motorcycles, SUVs, ATVs. Um, another thing that uh, um, is another branch that it's not, uh, it's the International Association of Automotive Locksmiths. So internationally, um, some of the things that we don't even deal with a whole lot here mm -hmm. are very prevalent in Mexico and Canada. Right. There are snowmobiles in Canada that have transponders. There are heavy equipment 
and bulldozers in um, Canada that are transponder. So it's not going to just stop with the automotive. It's going to be motorcycles are transponder and more and more and more are coming to transponders. So um, there's, it's not just your Ford Focuses and your Chevy Cruises. It's, it's everything. The Polaris side-by-side, -side, the Can-Am uh, uh, Spider three-wheeler, those are transponder. And there's a lot of, they're, be, they're becoming more and more and more popular. And some of those Canadian vehicles, they're not making like the Can-Am. They're not making it one for the US, one for Canada, and one for the rest of the world. They're making one. And so we're getting the transponder version here in the States, even though a lot of the other motorcycles aren't transponder. So um, we're getting more and more and more into the electronic portion of the keys. And we're going to have to um, get with the program and get with that or get left behind. Now, before we go, this all sounds really exciting. And I want you to say any final words, anything you want to add to our discussion that we may not have covered. Anything extra? Well, I'm just hoping that we can uh, um, get this together. I know there is some of the uh, automotive locksmiths that have been disappointed in the level of education that we've been able to bring to the table uh, at the Aloha conventions. And uh, we're hoping that with the IAAL, we can um, increase the level of education, increase um, uh, the amount of uh, training that we can give, and uh, hopefully bring a lot of people up into the money market. Great. Well, Ed, thank you so much. You know, automotive is a very lucrative and complex niche. And I think, now I know the IAAL will be an excellent supplement for automotive locksmiths out there who choose to participate and utilize it. Thanks so much for listening to Locksmith Talk with Aloha. As your podcast host, William Link, until next time, stay well.